everybody. Welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast about writing and trying to take it just a little bit easier. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Well, as we are recording this, well, we're recording this before the end of November. When this is coming out, NaNoWriMo should be about over. So congratulations to those who won. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! Good job. And if you didn't, woohoo for trying. Woohoo! Yay! And those who, like me, have never done it, uh, woohoo for, I don't know, just woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Um, well, this week we are going to talk about process. Process. If we were Canadian, we would say process. And this is something that, uh, that I always have given a lot of thought to. Because a lot of times you'll ask, you know, people will say, oh, what's your process? And like, oh, here's my process. This is how I do it. This is the process. And uh, I've always kind of thought that if I could just figure out the process, just get that down to a nice, consistent routine, that I'd feel a little better about writing, because I'd know where I was in the process. You know, I know how far I've come. I'd have some idea that I was making progress. Uh, and so I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out what processes are, what I have, what other people have. How about you, Melissa? Do you think you have a process? I do have a process, um, like a loose process that Mm -hmm. I do pretty consistently, but it's very, like, I feel like the process is specific to you as a writer and you as an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, there's not like a set process that like, oh, it's like math and you do it this one way every single time and you get this answer every single time. Much as I wish it were, it isn't. (laughs) Um, so I have a quote. And I was having trouble finding quotes about process because it's kind of a vague thing. You know, it's either people saying, well, here's how you should do it, uh, which is part of the problem with figuring out your processes because everyone says, well, here's here's the right way. Here's what you should do when they're actually you're saying, here's what I do. Uh, we've probably done that on this podcast ourselves, just saying, well, here's what you should do. when And when someone says that to you, uh, you should change that to be, you know, here's something you can try. Uh, kind of like... Okay, so this is going to be a, a, a bit of a, a detour here, but uh, I was at a party a while ago where they were selling essential oils, and they were doing the whole thing of, like, essential oils will cure your diseases, but they can't say that because it's obviously complete bullshit, so they can't, you know, go out and say, oh, yes, this will do it. So what they say instead is that people have used this for, so they'll be like, you know, whatever, lang lang oil, people have used this for epilepsy. Don't say if it worked or not, they just said people have done it. So... When someone talks about their process, think about it that way, that people say, well, people have used this for their work. It may or may not work for you, but now something to think about. And that was a really long setup to this quote. This quote is from uh, Madeline Langle. Langle Langle. I do not know. I don't either. Langle. I don't know. Uh, Langle. Yeah, whatever. Um, and she is talking about uh, something in, uh, in, in, I think, her college uh, classroom that she was going through. But uh, it goes like this. In the final exam, in the Chaucer course, we were asked why he used certain verbal devices, certain adjectives, why he had certain characters behave in certain ways. And I wrote, I don't think Chaucer had any idea why he did any of these things. That isn't the way people write. I believe this as strongly now as I did then. Most of what is best in writing isn't done deliberately. Hmm. That's very freeing. I like that very much. Like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like it and I don't like it. Like, I'm definitely like split in the middle, because I think that um, that is probably true. A lot of the great things, a lot of the things that I like, a writer may say like, oh, I didn't actually plan 
for that. And I think that's mm-hmm. the beauty of um, being creative. But mm-hmm. I also feel like sometimes it's very dismissive or cavalier of the incredible amount of work that goes into creating a story and building a world and um, and writing. And, like It makes everybody yeah. think like, oh, you can just sit down and write, throw something on the paper and it's going to be this amazing masterpiece. And there's, we know, like there's a lot of work that goes behind creating um, a novel. So like part of me is like, yeah, there is some intentionality behind the choices that we make. Um, But I think there's enough there that it allows for those organic things to actually occur too uh, that you didn't plan on. I think, I think you, you do the things, but you have to do it in kind of an obtuse way. So I think if you try to to say, oh, I'm going to use this, you know, this particular technique, this particular symbolism, like from the start, oh, maybe you could. I don't know. See, and that's the thing is it, I guess it's different from everybody. Um, so my first little talking points here is just to kind of, when we say what is process, I guess what we mean by that is just how you approach a project, how you go through the different steps of creating something. Yeah. Yeah. And how and do you think it's important that you have to have a process to say, like, as a writer, be able to say, articulate, this is what my process is? I think it's healthier to have a process. <laughs> like, I think if you're especially if you're trying to do this as a profession, I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked about how do you manage deadlines and how do you get um have some kind of consistency. And if you're starting from scratch and you don't have a process, it's like, that's the kind of thing that leads you to drink, right? Like, <laughs> sort of like it's it's healthier to have some kind of process. And, to, and like, it also gives you some sense of hope because you're like, oh, I did this process before. It, it's worked twice. So like, I trust that I'm going to be able to get through this period again, because I know this is just a phase of the process, or this is just one stage of yeah. a longer continuum. Because it's not a very linear thing, normally. Or maybe it is for some people. I don't know. For me, it totally isn't. But yeah, to know, oh, I've been through this once before, and I know that I can get out of it because it sure doesn't seem like I will. That helps. How long do you think it took you to figure out what your process is? Uh, a good, like, seven years. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. It took a while. And uh, I think it, it develops over time. I think it's... It's perfectly valid for a process to change uh, for, by, you know, just as you grow as a writer and also for each project. Um, I also think it might not be what you want it to be. And that's something else that I learned. I want my process to be very different from what it is. Yeah. Like for me, I want it to be, you know, outline and then I write and I revise and I'm done. Like that's what I would like. Something very repeatable, very uh, precise, very direct. And it is not that. No, I wish. I wish I could do that. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> um, mine is more of, I have like this long exploration phase with lots of outlines and synopses and partial drafts. And then that evolves into a draft and I refine that. But it took me a while to figure that out because until you realize that this is how you do it, there's a lot of comparing right when you look to what other people do and you see these quotes that say here's how it's done and you go well, this isn't what i'm doing and you your thing is well you know stephen king can't be wrong i gotta be wrong i'm doing it wrong but that's not the the case i think yeah i got very stuck for a very long time on word count 
and daily writing. And I felt like Mm. my process needed to be, I am, um, it needed to be me writing a thousand words or 2000 words every single day and, and being able to have a draft of a hundred thousand word manuscript in uh, like two months or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. when I let that go and realized that like, okay, I can outline my novel or my, my story, but I don't need to be so rigid on when or how or what day I put words on the page or how many, like it freed me up to have days where I write 4,000 words. Um, and I, st- I'm still making progress. So like I learned, okay, I can't have daily goals, but I could have weekly or monthly goals and still make a lot of progress. And so like, those are the kinds of things that you just learn through practice and experience. Yeah, I got hooked up on all those templates, you know, the hero's journey, heroine's journey, mm-hmm. save the cat, all that sort of stuff. Because I was like, this this makes sense to me. I can hold this in my head and I will follow this. And I would had characters just doing things because that's what the step was in the hero's journey. Um, yeah. And it, it messed me up for a long time. It took me a long time to get rid of that and to realize, you know, and for me, word count doesn't work at all because my first whole chunk is just writing all sorts of crap. And... It, like, w- does those words count? I don't know. I, I wrote a synopsis from this character's point of view. Okay. Well, I wrote, you know, these 10 scenes that just aren't going to be in the story at all. There's just this whole thing. Does that count? I don't know. Whatever. But I get there. And it took me a couple tries to kind of realize, yeah, I'll get there. And it's scary. So what do we do when you hear this sort of thing from other writers when they say, oh, well, here's my process. And knowing that what they do is what works for them. Is there any use in looking at other authors' processes and, and you know, hearing that sort of advice? Or should we just plug our ears and go, la, 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 you're messing me up? I, I think there's always use. Like, I personally, I, I mean, I am a systems person and I like operations and I like that. I do that in my full-time work. So I'm always curious to hear, like, what are other people's routines and, like, how do they organize things? And um, mm-hmm. I'm always learning from them. And so I feel like I would rather people be open and share that. And then it's always with the understanding that you take what seems helpful and you can try and use Mm -hmm. it and adopt it, or you just like toss it aside, right? You don't have to implement everything that you hear just because some New York Times bestselling author says, this is how I write my novels. And it's not going to get you like a fat advance or like (laughs) a movie deal. Like that's, it's just not how it works. You can't replicate it that way. Kind of like parenting, and I, I realize that you are not yeah. a parent, so you don't know how that. But but it's the same idea, where it's this really complicated thing, and everyone's telling you the right way to do it. Um, but at the end of the day, you really have to just kind of do what needs to be done for your you and your kid and and your family. Um, but there's no shortage of advice, and what you just have to kind of take it as it comes, and and never ever ever compare yourself to someone else or your process to someone else just the comparison it's kill you it'll kill you yeah i think that's a great comparison i i the way the knowledge i always use is it's like uh golf clubs you know when you're golfing i'm told i've been golfing once but there are different clubs for different things uh different lays different places different parts of the golfing part um (laughs) anyone who's golfing is listening to this going what the heck is wrong with you how dare you use a golf analogy (laughs) when you clearly know nothing about golf (laughs) but i do know this that that there are different clubs for different purposes and (laughs) um and uh 
so when you hear these different uh, uh, tips or processes or things that people do, that's just a golf club you can put in your golf bag. And so when you find yourself in a certain part of the golf course of writing and you need to hit the golf ball of your work out of a part of the rough, boy, I'm, I'm laboring this so hard, then you can pick a golf club and try it out and see if it works. Yeah, I followed that. That's I like that. <laughs> I'm so glad. You may be the only one, but <laughs> I'm glad somebody <laughs> did. Um, so as we're trying these different... Okay, so... Oh, okay. Let's take this golf club uh, metaphor a little bit further. How do you know if this golf club is effective? Like, you know, you're whacking at the ball. Obviously, in golf, you whack at the ball, it goes the direction you want. Then you know that one worked. But in writing, if you're trying something... How do you know if it's working or not, if this if this particular process golf club is working for the thing you're doing or if it's not? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I think it's it's a combination of time. Like, I don't think it's one of those things where you can take on a new process or a new technique and do it through the completion of one book and then be like, oh, this works. This is perfect. This is my process from now on. Right. Like mm-hmm. it has to be. I feel like it has to be replicated and proven. Like it has to work for you multiple times. Um, And so for me, I'm just like, you're not going to know right away if it's working or not. I think you'll know if like you're not making any progress in writing or you're not reaching (laughs) your goal. Like that's a big sign that you should just let it go. If it's stressing you out, giving you panic attacks, if you like can't open your computer. I've had that before. I'm like, "Uh, I don't even want to look at my laptop. That's yeah. a sign that something you're trying to do is is giving you too much anxiety and pressure. I, I think there is pressure, which is kind of funny, especially if the 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 advice or the thing comes from someone you respect a lot, and it's not working. You know, the the instinct is to think, well, the problem can't be with this person, you know, this this authority. It has to be with me. I'm doing it wrong, and uh, that's just never the case. You know, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. It's like if someone gave you their glasses, and said. Oh, you should be able to see now. Like, that'd be the stupidest thing ever, right? I'd be like, well, no, yeah. I mean, we'd have typically different. Why would you think that your glasses would fix my vision? But that's what we do when someone says, oh, uh, you should always write an outline and never pants and always revise seven times or whatever. You know, it's the same thing. So, yeah, try it out if you see better and, and come to the thing with a, an idea of, well, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, you have to be experimental. It's a it's a very experimental art form where you just kind of try stuff. Yeah, and I think you do the thing that you need to do for the story that you're working on in the moment, right? So like mm-hmm. I have to, like my process varies if I'm doing a science fiction or fantasy story because there's so much world building and mm-hmm. I need to take the time to do the world building and understand the world so that I can build out the plot and understand the characters and their motivations and all of that. But when I'm writing a contemporary romance, like that world building piece isn't significant. And often yeah. like I can say, oh, well, I need to spend all this time like understanding the setting or researching their profession. But a lot of times you don't like a lot of times I can dig right into the story and write mm-hmm. the story and then go, OK, here's the gaps or here's the things that I need to go back and research or ask an expert on so that this actually feels like this character is in this profession. Mm-hmm. So like those are two different approaches but it's dictated based off of what I'm trying to accomplish in those stories. And the way you found that out was by doing it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There's no shortcut, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So I started to make a list of some other like processes that I've heard of, that I've tried, that people have told me about just to 
Let's throw them out. Maybe we could try to think of some other ones. So I've heard people doing detailed chapter-by-chapter -chapter synopses. Um, some people I talked to said they don't like to write the ending of the story until they're done because then the story is told and then they don't want to work on it anymore, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I mentioned the templates, templates like Hero's Journey, Heroine's Journey, Save the Cat. Uh, I know people who outline the story and then they write it and then they kind of go back and edit as they go. So it's sort of this... Uh, it's linear. They go beginning to end, but they go very slowly beginning to end and not directly. Uh, patchwork, where people who write the scenes that are interesting and then kind of fill in the gaps, which is really kind of crazy. Uh, there's the snowflake method, right, where you write, uh, it's kind of a fractal thing where you write like a, a one sentence and then you expand it out and expand it out and expand it out, which makes so much sense intellectually and then in practice makes no sense to me. But what are some other, do you have any other ones that you've heard of that people that you've tried or have heard other people trying? Have I left any out? I mean, I think that, uh, like, with the outlining, especially, like, scene by scene, I mm -hmm. have seen people do very detailed outlines for scenes. I've seen, like, I personally have just done the, like, goal motivation and conflict for each scene, like, mm -hmm. and then, like three quick bullets before I start. Um, and so I think there's even variations upon what you just shared, right? Like, some people will you save the cat as a template and they will just have very quick one line beats and others will have like pages for every single beat of like descriptive language that could almost go right into your manuscript. So mm -hmm. there's also the length and the complexity and the detail amount of detail that you provide in each one of those steps that varies from person to person. Yeah. I mean, it all generally goes, you know, from figuring it out to then writing it to then writing it better but how you how you do that is is open to anything and really anything goes as long as you can get the story out take it and don't uh, don't sweat it too much to me i'm like it doesn't really matter how you start the writing um mm -hmm. and it's kind of linear right like you you can't really edit it before you have the draft right yeah but yeah like it's not linear and that like you're going to edit and you're going to write and you're going to edit and you're going to write and you're going to edit and you're going to write and like it's going to yeah. go back and forth. And some stories are going to take, you know, three rounds of revisions and some are going to take 20 and you have yeah. to like accept that as the, the writer and not like, you know, that phrase they talk about, like kill your darlings, right? Like you have to be yeah. willing to like sacrifice and let go of things, even if you really like it, if it's not working for the story. That's a very hard lesson to learn, but I think it's part of the process. But you don't, you know, also don't feel like, oh, if this is any good, I therefore must cut it. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Out it goes. Like, well, no. <laughs> some people, no, some authors have told me that. Like, like, they're like, take your best thing and cut it. And I'm like, I don't understand it at all. So like, you will hear all kinds of advice and tips from different yeah. people and you'll be tempted to try them. And I'm like, try it. And if it works, yay. Congratulations. If it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, well. You're you're in charge. <laughs> Save your stuff. Don't delete. Don't permanently delete anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, well, you're you're the one in charge of your book here. Don't not not whoever this other person is telling you their advice. So you're the final, the final. Uh, yep. See words. They come so fast to me. That's why I'm a writer. It's just <laughs> it's that facility with words, language. It's amazing. Arbiter. You're the final arbiter of what steps you need to take and how to write your book um no one else can tell you so uh tell us in uh 
in Twitter and stuff and uh, Facebook and even Instagram. Tell us what your process is. What are some things that you do that work? Because I'm always eager to hear, you know, new things to try. Uh, so if you've got anything cool, let us know. So we can take it and mine it for our own. Yes, absolutely. We are here to exploit you. <laughs> well, great. Well, I think that covers everything for this. Um, we'll be back next time. So uh, remember, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.